This episode is brought to you by Page 2 Inspection Services, LLC. Specializing in foundation inspection reporting, commercial, residential, and home or mixed-use properties. They handle prompt reporting and services at the most competitive price in the structural engineering field. PAL Engineering Services also specializes in structure, structure reporting, and mechanical engineering in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Houston, and throughout the state of Texas. They do structural inspection, track full home inspection and evaluation, foundation inspection and repair plan, modular home inspection, pest inspection, mechanical and electrical inspections, drainage plans, and retaining walls. Be sure and check them out at uh, www.page2inspections.com or www.palengineeringinc.com. The phone number to reach them at is 972-268-4140. Thank you for supporting True Crime Broads. True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And we're so excited to have you here today with us. We are going back to the Michael Chambers case. And we know we've had so many people tell us that they're interested in this case. And we definitely want to help keep Michael's case alive as well. And um, we have a lady on today named Penny Edwards, who was a friend of Mike's and Becca's. And she offers her unique insight. Yeah, we can't wait to have her on. And uh, thanks for listening. All right. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to True Crime Broads. Today we have a fantastic guest. We are back to talking about the Michael Chambers case. Yeah, we are so glad to have you with us and would like you to tell us um, and tell us about your relationship with Michael Chambers and the and the Chambers family. Uh, yes, um, I met Michael probably about a year and a half, two years uh, before he went missing. Uh, he was part of our car club, uh, Texas Most Wanted uh, Car Club here in Greenville, Texas. Uh, we went to car shows together, and uh, we had uh, monthly meetings, uh, you know, that type of thing. Okay. All right. And you, um, it, where, did you live close to the Chambers family? Yes. Probably about, I'm, I'm guessing, maybe seven miles from where I, I live in Cash, and they uh, lived in Quinlan, and so it wasn't that far at all. Uh, uh, actually, the night that she called, we were there within 10 minutes. Wow, that is close. Okay. All right. And um, tell us about, um, so you've, you met them at different type of car shows and things like that, and y'all became friends? Yes, he was actually already friends with Bob Clark 
um, and he introduced us to him um, at a car show one time. And, of course, we started a car club and asked him if he wanted to join our car club. And he was like, definitely, yeah. Um, so, you know, I saw him at meetings and, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Becca, I think she came to one car club meeting, um, which was on February 28th of 2017. Hmm. So she only attended one of those and he was at all the others by himself? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. Yes. We actually went, we actually went to a uh, broken bow with them also uh the car club went to broken bow on december 10th 2016 um you know it was a really good trip everything a little odd um uh well, becca mainly stayed indoors on her phone uh which i thought was kind of different but um she just basically laid on the couch all the time, and I asked Mike, you know, hey, we were all getting in the hot tub and see if it, they wanted to join us in the hot tub, and uh, they said no. Um, he said that Becca was really tired, and we're like, okay. Uh, after, I have to say this, after all of this that's gone on the last six years, I, I find our trip to Broken Bow even more strange. Uh at the time, you know, at, while we were there, uh, it was kind of different, but, you know, we still had a good time. Um, Did you ever figure then, out why she was acting that way? Was there something bothering her? Or did she really not want to come? Or It, it seemed like she didn't really want to be there, honestly. Um, and Michael kind of, Michael kind of stayed by her side the whole time. There was one time that everybody was wanting me to get in the hot tub, and um, Michael, me, and Becca were all inside, and he he said, you don't have to go out there. Y'all, you can hang out in here with us. I got the impression he didn't want to be left alone with her. I don't know why, but that was the impression I got because he said it several times, you know. Um, and like I said, she was on her phone, and course he wasn't on his phone he 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 didn't do social media and all that he just didn't um but i i thought that was kind of strange you know did he ever mention any issues going on between them no no he did not but there were there was a time where when before he went missing becca broke her arm um, she was in commerce and Becca called Bob Clark, which he's in our car club, asking if he could take Mike out to back to commerce to pick up his vehicle. And so Bob took him out there. Bob said the ride out there was, he was really quiet, uh, picked up the vehicle and on the way back to drop him off back at or you know, to follow him back home. Bob had mentioned that the atmosphere was very strange at their house. Um, he felt he felt Matt uh, felt that Michael was really upset over her being in commerce and breaking her wrist. Uh, 
we later we later found out uh, that the guy that she was seeing it is the one that took her to the hospital. Oh, that makes it that that, that makes you go ahead. Right. Yeah. It 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 definitely raises questions of you know why why he was upset why she didn't. Yeah, why he was upset, exactly. And that wasn't the first time. Um, even I had saw Michael at Walmart one time right before this, and he was really sick, like a cold or something. Mm-hmm. And um, he was almost, he almost felt, I mean, I, I got the feeling that he was like shocked that he saw me there, like he didn't want to be seen. And I asked him then, would you like me to bring soup and stuff out to the house? And he said, that would be really nice. So I went to uh, El Phoenix and bought a bunch of chicken tortilla soup, and I took it out there to them. And uh, when I got there, Becca and her sister-in-law were there, and Mike was standing in the kitchen, and I brought the soup in. And he made a remark about, you know, she is the princess, you know, and I, I took I took that as a snide remark, kind of, you know, like he was still upset with her. Right. Uh, um, t- you know, it, it's, it's kind of strange. I mean, Becca at one point had asked Mike if her sister-in-law could move in uh, with them and Mike said no. Wow, she seemed to be really close to her because that's the second time we've heard about her. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's her brother's wife. Yeah. You know, she wanted he- her to leave, the, you know, her husband and come live with them. And Mike said no, you know. I, and I don't blame him. Right. Yeah, it's hard to have family live with you. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Mike and Michael and, and Rebecca have two boys, correct? Yes. They, I know he has some kids from another yes. marriage, and then the two together adopted two boys, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. So, Justin and John. Okay, so tell us about the relationship with the boys. Mike, Mike talked about the boys a lot um he um him and john got along really really good him and justin he he was pretty much fed up with justin mainly because he kept coming to him for money and becca kept giving him money and mike drew the line and said no more money do not give him any more money yeah, I mean, it just seems like, um, I mean, I don't know how old he was uh, at the time, but, um, you know, if you got a grown, you know, kid involved, you don't want to give him money. I guess that's why he didn't want her, do, you know, he didn't want her doing that, but she was doing it. Was she doing it behind his back, or did he know about it? Honestly, I don't know if he was she was doing it behind his back or not. Uh, I just know that Mike, you know, had shared with Bob that, you know, he, he was he was fed up with the whole money thing. Yeah. And, you know. Did they get along otherwise? I believe so. 
so. Yeah, I mean, Justin would come out and see them and bring his son out there, uh, stay for a couple days. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, they got along, you know, fine, and they saw their grandchild, you know, her grandson. Yeah, well, that's always that's always a, a pleasure. So tell us um, about your relationship with Becca. Well, honestly, I wouldn't call it a relationship at first. Okay. You know, it was she, they came to uh, our car club meeting on February 28th, and that in itself was very odd. Uh, Mike was his normal joking self, but Becca was way standoffish. Uh, matter of fact, she was sitting right next to uh, one of the other car club members that smoke, and which is strange because she doesn't smoke. And I kept trying to get her to come up and sit with me at the table, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you know, we're two women, so I thought she'd come sit with me, and I, right. she said, no, I'm fine right here, and I said, no, come up here and sit with me, you know, and she goes, no, I'm fine right here, and I'm wow. like, okay, you know, uh, I thought that was really strange, and uh, after the car, after everybody left, we all kind of talked a little bit, and, you know, couple of other car members were still here and they said the same thing was that not strange and i said yeah something was off she didn't want to be here you know we felt like he forced her to come with him do you think that's why she uh, was answering that that way to you like i don't know why you would want to hang out with somebody just because you came you would want to make it pleasurable why would you i mean why did she not want to come hang out with you or sit by you or right Right. Well, you know, we had food and everything. Anytime we had get-togethers, we served food and drinks and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it was just it was just strange how she acted. Um, but, you know, me not knowing her really well, um, except for when we went to Oklahoma, you know, I, I was unsure. Right. And then, you know, 10 days later, 10 days later, Mike is missing, you know, March 10th, 2017, you know, she calls us at like 645 in the evening. And the first thing she said is Michael's missing. His truck is here, but he's missing. And, you know, we said, oh, okay, we'll be right over. You know, we, we all were like, what? What do you mean Mike's missing? You know, when we got there and uh, Hunt County hadn't gotten there yet. So my fiance called uh, Terry Jones and what in just a few minutes, Hunt County showed up. Uh, it was a younger kid, you know, I don't know how long he'd been with uh, Hunt County, but he, he was a younger kid. Um, he wasn't really he wasn't really stopping any of us from going into the shop where the you know where the blood was and the dowel rod was and you know we all had been in there because she, when she when she called when she called me to tell us to come over she goes well there's something on the shop floor and i don't know if it's blood or if it's transmission fluid and i'm thinking to myself you're a nurse you know what blood looks like. Right. Do- doesn't look like transmission fluid. Yeah. 
you know, even I know that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, of course, when we got there, you could definitely tell it was blood, you know. Was it a lot of um, blood? I think it was a lot of blood, you know. Um, not like uh, not like a gush of blood or anything like that. It's up in one spot. There was lots of drops in the one spot, but the, you know... It was it was just strange, and then the dowel rod had a palm print on it, and it was blood, you know, which which turned out to be Mike's Mike's handprint or palm print. Wow, that's interesting. So, to me, that's a crime scene. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the sheriff's department didn't have a problem with everybody walking in and out of there. No, once other deputies got there, yeah, they cleared us all out. We didn't get to go, you know, we didn't go back in there. And they put up crime tape. They left it up maybe 10 minutes and then took it all back down. And they, you know, they said that they didn't think it was any kind of crime. Oh, gosh. I don't even have words for that. Okay. Okay, so you come, she yeah. calls you and tells you that, that Mike is missing, and you come over, and y'all, what what brings y'all to the, um, Is it, it's not the garage, it's the shop. What brings y'all to the shop originally? Yeah. She wanted us to look at the blood. Oh, okay. She wanted us to look and clarify See if, if that you was thought. blood and not transmission fluid. Okay, gotcha. And does she have any, I mean, do you, like, ask what? Where do you think he is? I mean, you're his wife. Where do you think he is? Did she did she talk about that at all? No. No, she did not. In fact, in fact, uh, I had her by my, you know, her and I were just standing there. And I said to her, well, have y'all been fighting or anything? And, you know, are y'all getting along okay? And she said, no. She said, matter of fact, there's days I don't even want to come home. And I said, oh, Becca, I'm so sorry, you know. Um, I said, I'm sure he's around here somewhere, you know. We'll find him. Well, then Bob Clark asked her the same question. Have y'all been fighting? Because him and Mike are real close, you know. And she said, no, we never fight. So she told two two totally different stories, hmm. you know. And I, I never understood that, you know. And to this day, I don't. You know, why did you tell me one thing and tell Bob something totally different? You know. And why does he not want to come home? Did she elaborate on that? I mean, she said she didn't. She want to didn't come want to come home. Why did she yeah. not want to come home? Yeah. Because of the arguing. Oh. Okay. Is what she said. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely conflicting. Yeah. That's wild. Exactly. Did she exactly. say what they argued about when she first said that they would argue and she didn't want to come home? No, she never elaborated why or anything. You know, um, she just basically, you know, we kind of cut that conversation short. And I went over and told the other three car club members, you know, what she had said. And then, you know, Bob said, well, she told me they wasn't fighting at all. And Bob's exact words were, y'all, this might be deeper than what we think it is, and we probably don't want to be involved. Yeah. And, you know, um, I had a sick feeling in my stomach from day one, you know, but I kept thinking, no, 
you know, this is going to make sense. You know, we're all going to laugh about this later. You know, uh, either he went with someone or, uh, you know, of course, him not answering his phone or anything else, you know, made you scared. You, you know, you're like, why isn't he answering his phone? Right. Yeah. Uh, that would be concerning for sure. Um, okay, so tell us about, um, were you there a while after he went missing and, he, and y'all showed up over there to help? Were y'all there for a while, like, to do a search for him, or what happened next? We were, yeah, uh, several of us went out in the woods and looked, because it was, it, they lived on 10 acres, you know, so, you know, it being dark, but uh, Bob went out and searched behind the house, and that sort of thing but then her son john showed up uh, out there and went inside he was in there probably about 30 minutes and came back outside and told us all to leave who told y'all to leave john john do you know why john no and well actually bob said we're not leaving becca called us out here and you know, unless Becca tells us to leave, we're not leaving. We're here to find Mike. And, uh, of course, John got agitated at us and said, y'all are rude, and uh, this is a family ordeal. Y'all need to leave. Uh, and I said, well, I'm going to go in the house and talk to Becca. So he started, John started in the house, and I went in, and Bob went in, and we asked Becca, are you wanting us to leave? You know, John is telling us we need to leave. And she said, yes, it's fine. Y'all can go ahead and go. So you maybe know? she asked him and to do that? I'm not sure if she did or not. I think he just took it upon himself. Okay. After getting to know John the next several weeks, you know, you know, he's a pretty private person. And I'm sure... You know, he just didn't want us out there. But I went out there for the next five days. You know, we all did, especially when EquiSearch showed up. To, you know, we all were part of the EquiSearch um, when they started searching for him. Right. And who all participated in that? I mean, I, I know you don't know everybody, but I mean, like family-wise. Uh, both his nieces, uh, Tiffany and Michelle, myself. Uh, Russell Perkins, which is my fiance. Um, I think Matt Snyder was out there as well. I can't remember. Uh, and we, you know, we pretty much searched all day. What about Becca? Different areas. No, no, ma'am. She never went on any searches. Uh, never, I mean, she went to one prayer vigil that I know of the rest of the things that we had she never came to wow that is interesting I can't imagine on why on earth a person would want to attend a search for their own spouse but I guess she said she didn't want to come home either so I guess maybe she didn't care if he was found right yeah Hmm. and the the one time that we searched with echo search her and her sister-in-law were inside the house you know, where it's nice and cool and, you know, and we came, the door was locked, so we couldn't get in. So we knocked on the door and they answered and 
nothing. I mean, she didn't say thank you. She didn't offer us any water. She didn't offer us a snack. She didn't do anything. All she was worried about was a package that was supposedly delivered and it wasn't out there. She even walked up to the sheriff's deputy and asked him if she's if he saw a package being delivered. Oh my gosh. That's all her concern was. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, your husband's missing. Right. And you're you're yeah. concerned about a package. Yeah, who cares about a package? You know? Yeah, that is very bizarre. Right. Yeah. Golly. You know, and one of the other times, one it's about a week after her and her sister in law went out. Well, all, all of us are working, trying to figure out, making flyers and that sort of thing. Um, I had a bunch of flyers made up, and she's out doing her hair, getting her nails done, shopping. And I'm thinking to myself, you're sitting there telling everyone that you don't have any money, and how are you going to pay your bills, but yet you're out shopping? You know? I was just dumbfounded by it because our, our car club alone donated $500. It, they donated 500 to Becca. Yes. For her living expenses after Michael's disappearance. Well, that was nice. Right. No, no. Now, mind you, mind you, no money had changed. No money had changed. There right. was nothing in their financial that had changed. Yeah, because he he he's just he just went missing, so nothing has been finalized or whatever. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. Okay, so okay, so now we're talking. There's been several searches, uh, and you said Beck only attended one. Um, everybody got together and went out looking for him, and then she, you. She only attended. Say that again. She only attended one vi one vigil. She never searched. Oh, never. wow. Okay, so yeah, she just she did a vigil, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I, um, okay, so now what happens at this point? She, let me get my notes out. I have a whole bunch of notes on my phone. Um March 30th, March 30th, she um, was need. She had texted me and asked me about where she could have something faxed to Florida. And, um, I, you know, of course, I told her Staples or, you know, uh, the UPS store can do it. Uh, but it was some paper she needed to be signed. And she wanted only Bob to sign this paper. And Bob wasn't around at that time. And she goes, well, I really need Bob to sign this paper. Um, and I said, well, I can sign it for you, you know. And uh, she goes, no, I want Bob to sign it. Little did I know, well, Bob finally came over here, and it was paper. She was going to file the death certificate. And that was March 30th? March 30th. And he went missing March 10th? Yes. That is unbelievable unbelievable that anybody would yeah. want to nobody wants to believe that their loved one's dead and surely not have them you know file for a death certificate so penny i'm looking back at the message that you first sent us right. at the end of february and um you were saying that you were there that night of course that he went missing and you had sort of told becca 
hey, you know, he's, you know, he'll come back, you know, and she was saying stuff like, no, he is not coming back. Can you tell us a little bit more about that moment? Yes, that was on June. Yeah, that was actually June 27th. Uh, we had a get together for my birthday and she came and we were all sitting out on my porch, you know, just visiting and things. And, uh, I started talking to her about Mike, you know, have you heard anything? You know, has the police said anything? And, uh, she said, no, uh, they haven't said nothing. And, uh, I said, well, he could still come back, you know, especially if he's in a hospital or something. And she said, Penny, he's not coming back. And, uh, I said, Becca, I said, you don't know that. This is only June. You don't know that. And she said, Penny, I said he's not coming back. So she was stern about it? She was very stern about it. She said it in front of myself and my daughter. Well, my daughter came in the house and just started bawling, you know. And she was, Mom, how does she know that? And I said, I don't know, but it's awful strange that she knows that. Yeah, you know. yeah, saying it with confidence is very somebody, weird. Right, exactly. You know, I thought it was very strange. It's like you you don't, unless you know where he is, then you can't say that. Right, you know? Let me ask you this. Was her actions different at your party get-together um, than it was when y'all were all together in Broken Bow? Did she act different, better, worse? No, she, she acted, she acted normal. I mean, she acted like, you know, she didn't have a husband missing. She acted like happy-go-lucky and I'm taking, I'm back doing my dance classes and uh, I'm going out with my friends every weekend and, you know, that sort of thing. You know, it's, I didn't see, I never saw a sadness in Becca, never, you know. And if it was, it was it was fake. And I hate to say that, but it was fake. Right. You know, um, it just, you know, even when she came over, I think this happened in February. I, at the time, I was selling dot pills that um, it was really, I can't even remember the name of them now, True, uh, True Vision. And well, she was interested so she came over here and bought pills, bought some pills because she said she needed to lose weight. And, uh, you know, of course, the whole time I'm thinking, well, you don't got no money, but you can buy these diet pills. Okay. Um, and then within a couple of weeks, she'd be back to buy more, you know. And I'm like going, they're supposed to last a month. You know. So she wasn't taking them correctly right or... <laughs> Right. Well, plus she said she was sharing them with her sister-in-law. Ah, gotcha. Hmm. So tell us, um, what was your first thought um, at, as time went on? What was your first thought of what happened to Mr. Chambers or Papa, as people called him? Honestly, I kind of, I knew something happened to him. I didn't know exactly what or who until later on when things started unfolding. Um, I don't know if she's directly involved, 
I honestly, you know, I feel that the whole time she knew where he was, I felt like, um, and, and I've told everybody this, this is my theory. My theory is that Mike found out about the affairs. I believe Mike asked her for a divorce. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I think she thought to herself, oh, heck no. You know, because she's not going to get the money. She's not going to get all the money that in his fireman drop. Right. And I, I, I feel, I feel that that it has something to do with it. I do. Yeah. I think he was done. Um, you know, which I hate because he never told anybody. He, he, you know, he was ashamed. I feel he was ashamed, you know. Well, yeah, that's embarrassing. Here we, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's very embarrassing. Very. And I feel that, you know, I don't know. I still say it was professionally done, you know, Um why else would she need the money that she was after? You know, yeah. she she told Susie she told Susie that she wouldn't file the death certificate if they let her sell that Mustang, and because the Mustang was still in Susie's husband's now ex husband's name, so they allowed her to sell the Mustang. I think she got like twenty seven thousand dollars for it. Yet she still filed the death certificate, and Susie didn't know until I told we told her that that's what Bob had signed. Yeah, I remember reading that. She was... promised us. Yeah, she told us out there that Susie and Cherie, all of them knew what she was doing, and she lied to us because none of them knew. Yeah. Yeah, so she wasn't keeping them from their children. Say it again. How do you keep that from them? Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's really sad. Why wouldn't you share that with them? Yeah, she didn't want them to know, for sure. I mean, because it, I mean, it looks bad on you for filing a death certificate 20 days after somebody goes missing. You obviously most, you know, most people want their loved one to come back and they want them to be alive. But you filing that means you don't think they're alive and you don't, I guess, care. Well, she turned his phone off 10 days after. Who turns the phone off? What if he needs to call you? You know? The phone's not working. He has no way to call you or no one else can call you from his phone. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, personally, I wouldn't turn off anyone's phone who was missing for, gosh, they'd have to be missing for years. Yeah, years. Or they would have to be found deceased or something before I'd want to turn that off. That is very, very strange. Yeah. My husband may not remember my phone number, but he knows his, you know, (laughs) for sure. That's just sad. Right. Is there anything else yeah, that you want to share sad. with us about this case? Um, yeah, she came to she came to my house. Well, she first she texted me and told me that she dropped her phone in the toilet and that she had to get a new phone. 
And I'm like, oh, darn, I'm sorry. And uh, she said, I'm in commerce and I'm going to come over. And I said, okay, great. She was here in five minutes. Five minutes. Commerce is a 30-minute drive. So it was like she was right around the corner. And what'd she and come over she for? Came in, she came in. Just to stop by. Oh, okay. Just to stop by. And she came in. Well, she had both phones. And both phones were going off. Just bang, 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 back and forth. Some, somebody was trying to get a hold of her. You know, and then all of a sudden she bruntly got up and said, I got to go. And I said, oh, okay. And uh, I said, what for? And she goes, oh, I got a doctor's appointment in Commerce at six o'clock. Now, why did she drive from Commerce back over here to my house and then drive back to Commerce for a six o'clock doctor's appointment? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Did she tell you? No, why? no. Did- Did she tell you on the uh, the other phone that she had? Did she give you the number like this is my new number? Because there had to be two different numbers if they were both ringing. No. Right? No. Hmm. She did not give me the new number. That's interesting. No. And both phones looked brand new to me. You know they. I mean, I don't know. I find that strange. You know, you got a new phone. Your other phone fell in the toilet. So why do you have two phones now? Right. You know, and both of them going off. Somebody was trying to get a hold of her. And did you know the guy that um, she was but having even, the affair with? I did not know him. Uh, we were told by several people that they had seen her with him at restaurants, uh, different places. And the other gentleman, the other gentleman, also, uh, she was. They were seen on surveillance camera at the nursing home where he was picking Becca up, and that was all on tape. And wow. then one of the times where when she moved into the new house, um, I was I was going down that street and saw. Uh, saw the black gentleman inside the window. They had the curtains open. At her house? Yep. And this was before the yep. he went missing? No, this was after. After, okay, gotcha. Hmm. Okay. So, in light of the um, remains that were found, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I'm, you know, because I found the bot. I found a bike. Right. Do I think Michael? Do I think Michael Chambers committed suicide? You will never, ever convince me of that. Right. Never. I believe that was placed out there by someone. I believe that it's all a setup. Um, that you will never convinced me that that man with bad knees rode that bike past that bridge the two-mile bridge and took his own life and that There's area was searched no also wasn't it and wasn't that area searched 
Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. Yeah, I. It was only like 150 yards off of the street. Right. Yeah, I had heard that it had been searched and there was nothing there. Right. Right. There's just no way. He was such a kind gentleman. He was so sweet. He never cussed. I never saw him gawk at women. I never, he was never, ever inappropriate with me. Just sweet, fatherly type. Right. You know, and godly. He was just, when he gave you advice, it was good advice. Right. You know, and I, you could, you can't convince me that he, he took his own life. Right. I think you. Definitely and, not over her. Right. I think a lot of people share the same thoughts that you have. I'm, that's why it is so confusing why she was so willing to give up on him so quickly and just assume he was gone, dead or whatever. Right. You know, it's sad when you have people contact you and say, well, I've seen Mike come into a bar and have to drag Becca out of there. I had someone contact me. I didn't even know them and say, there's been times where Mike has come in and had to drag Becca out of a bar. And I'm like, seriously. Like he had to drag her out to come home or he had to drag her out because she was drunk or... All of the above. Oh, okay. She was, she was intoxicated, and she couldn't drive. Oh, gotcha. you know, so he he would come and get her. You know, and I'm sure he was embarrassed. Right. Yeah. I'm sure he was. She was a little bit younger than him, right? Yes. Yeah, I couldn't remember how much, but yeah. I remembered hearing that they weren't the same age. She was sixty. Oh, yeah, okay. She was sixty, and he was at the time held. At the time? 70. 70, okay. Okay, so seniors difference, okay. Hmm, interesting. Well, we appreciate having you on. I mean, you know, having somebody's perspective of of that was close to the family and and knew them personally, I mean, you've said pretty much the same things that we've heard from other people about Mr. Chambers, how sweet he was and how everybody loved him. And, you know, everybody just had great things to say about him. Um, we haven't had anybody, I guess everybody kind of joined you in the same thing with, with their experience with Becca, that she was, um, she didn't seem to be concerned about him. No, she definitely was not concerned. Right. And she, she definitely, she definitely knew where he was, you know, I don't care what anybody says. She knew where he was. She wasn't concerned. That's why she didn't go searching for him. Why would she search for him? Yeah. Yeah, that's she a good point. She knew where he was. Yep. That's a good you point. Know? Or her sister-in-law. Or her girlfriends that she hung out, hung out with all the time. None of them came to searches. You know, which I thought was odd. Yeah, you would you think know, they would all join I mean, in. Everybody usually gets involved in that because there's usually there's a lot of people needed to cover a lot of ground, you know. Exactly. Exactly. But, I mean, which there was a lot of people there. Dallas Firefighters were there. Uh, EquiSearch was there. You know, it's, you know, plus us. You know, there was a lot of people there. But why didn't she join? Why didn't she help us look? Right. I have a Why question. Why didn't she ever get on social media? 
and post like missing flyers and stuff? Well, no. Why didn't she ever talk to the media begging somebody, you know, please help me find my husband or even on their anniversary, um, they wanted her to do a media release because it was their anniversary and she refused. Yeah. You know, that's weird. That's not normal. Yeah. That's very weird. I have a quick question. Um, earlier when you said that, um, Becca only wanted Bob Clark to sign the paper, I guess, uh, for the death certificate. Why did she want just him to do it? What was, do you know the reason? No, Mm -mm. she never said, you know, Bob thought it was strange too. you know, why it had to be him. I mean, was he like a witness? Is that, was that what she needed was a witness? Yeah. And that's weird because I don't even understand what he's witnessing. You know, he doesn't know where he is. So why would he, I don't understand that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But that wasn't the first time that she there was one time at a car show that Mike was at also, and Becca came out there with their grandkids. And Becca walked up to Bob and said, hey, uh, I'm almost out of gas. Can you follow me to the gas station so I can get gas? And Bob was like, what? He said, Mike's right there. Mike can follow you. Oh, I, was, I wanted you to see if you would follow me. And Bob said, no. And Bob went right straight to Mike and said, hey, she needs somebody to follow her because she said she may run out of gas. And he goes, and I'm not going to do it, you know. But so her husband was there? Husband, yes. <sighs> yes. But she wanted Bob to follow her. That's so strange. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I, you know, honestly, I think she was trying to get her nails into Bob. I do. That's so and weird. And she also, when they had the... When she had the, they had the press release like two or three days after Mike went missing. There was a press release done by Randy Meeks, and she called me and said, "Hey, can you come over here and house sit while we go do the press release?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, no problem." She goes, "Well, there's somebody here from the fire department." She goes, "But I need somebody here on my side. Could you please come over here?" And I said, "Your side? I didn't know we had sides." Right. That is weird. Yeah, sides for what? Yeah, we're all looking for Mike. That's the side I'm on. Yeah, exactly. That's so weird. Did you ask her what she meant by that? No, I just said what I said. I said, I don't know, you know, there is no sides as far as I'm concerned. Right. We're all here for one reason, and that's to find Mike. Yeah, exactly. But she didn't even. She didn't want this. I guess this lady in her house by herself. So she want. She wanted me to come over there. Hmm. Like I was her best friend. <laughs> That's interesting. I definitely wasn't her best friend. Yeah. Well, we sure do appreciate you being here and and um, speaking out and telling right. us what you know about the case. And um, I mean, we. You know, we're hoping to get, you know, hear the news about the remains that were found. I know it's going to be a while because it takes a long time to do the DNA on the, you know, what they found. But, um, you know, I think that just, you know, 
since he's not here to defend himself, I think being able to hear different versions is good. You know, hear people's sides of uh, their relationship and so forth. Right. Well, I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Penny. We're so happy you reached out to us. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Let's stay in touch. And hopefully we'll be doing a, hopefully we can do a follow-up podcast with you when this thing's solved. We'd love to have you back on sometime. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Penny. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. We appreciate you spending time with us at True Crime Broads. Thank you. Yeah.